Welcome to the Ignite Agility Podcast. Here's your host, Angela Johnson. Well, today I'm talking with Pollyanna Pixton, and I'm going to ask her to introduce herself and give a brief history of her connection to the Agile world. Personally, I like to think of her as the godmother of Agile. No disrespect, gentlemen, um, but we hear your name so often. It's refreshing to have one of our Agile women on our podcast today. So, Pollyanna, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit of how, how you found agility or fell into this agile community. Well, I, I uh, built the electronic stock exchange for the Swiss banks in Switzerland many years before agile came along and I used an agile process, which I didn't know it was called agile at the time. And I met up with uh, Jeff Patton and, Alistair Coburn at a panel describing their processes and they all, and I had 120 people and they thought at that time we could only use a small amount of people like seven or eight and they wanted to know how I did it. So that's how I got involved with it. And then I also helped them with the first agile conference and I've been involved in all the agile conferences since then uh, in one way or the other until a few years ago. And uh, I also helped organize a startup and organize the uh, Agile Project Leadership Group. Oh, yes, APLN. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I helped start up. So um, I've been involved with leadership for a long time. And I always said, the Agile community said that we don't need leaders, we're self-organizing. And I said, well, good luck with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I kept working on leadership because and building a model for collaboration and for leading uh, Agile transformations and helping leaders become more comfortable and more productive with the Agile processes. And so I developed my models and wrote a couple of books, and and now I still teach these classes from time to time. Well, and, and this class, sorry, in this class today, I went and worked with IBM for a couple of years to teach their people leadership and their transformation. They transferred twenty seven thousand engineers, and I helped their leaders. And when the classes were over. They said to me, well, we had this one more problem about collaborating with non-collaborators. Do you think you could teach a class on that? And so I developed that class for them. And that's this class that we're going to give in February. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful, right? Because our organization is Collaborative Leadership Institute and we're hosting Collaborating with Non-Collaborators. I think we need some, some hot acronyms, but this workshop yeah. that we're hosting for you in February is what I wanted to ask you about today. Could you share your favorite, uh, you know, one or two tips, like the ones people will learn if they come to the workshop? Sure. The One of my very favorites is to always have three people in the room or on the phone. When you think about it, how many times has a non-collaborator told you one thing, they do it, and they get into a meeting and they'll say, well... I don't have to do that one. 
it's not me that's working on that. Or I didn't say that. So the idea is to hold them accountable by having a neutral person in the room with you or on a conference call every time. And another another one is to always find common ground. I had a a student in a class who was just not going to collaborate at all. She didn't want to have anything to do with the class whatsoever. Very angry and frustrated. And during the break, I started talking to her and we mentioned that, that I had a dog and she had dogs and we started talking about dogs and that freed it up. And after that in the class, she was very participatory and and collaborating. And it's a very fascinating thing where you just need to find, uh, find something that you can agree on or something you can connect with. And that really helps. When I think about the comment you made regarding neutrality, the first thing that leapt into my mind is the role of a scrum master. Because one of the things we talk about so much in, the, in Scrum, which, you know, whether we like it or not, continues to be the most popular of the Agile frameworks. You know, I, I find myself reminding people over and over again, the Scrum Masters are neutral. They're, they're, they're meant to be a neutral. And that would just be a very natural thing for somebody in that role to perform, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, who the other two people are. Yeah, good, good point. That's very good. That's the, exactly what we're talking about. On the common ground piece, I, I love that you found that you both liked dogs and, and that might have even just been an innocent happenstance conversation that brought that about. And it makes me think of vulnerability. You know, if somebody is vulnerable enough to share something simple, it makes them feel comfortable in being vulnerable to say, hey, you know, I really don't know what you mean, or uh, I've got a question, whereas they might be a little too reserved if they haven't experienced any level of vulnerability with the other people. A lot of uh, times when in the course we assess uh, what kind of non-collaborator, and one of them is that they're fearful they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of looking uh, inept. Uh, so that's a, the same kind of thing. Is they're afraid of being too vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, I, I'm thinking of something that you said to me in one of our last conversations um, about learning in this course how to collaborate with a non-collaborator. And and we were acknowledging that you can't change another person. So we're not talking about changing another person. The only person you can change is yourself. But I think you said something like, you're going to learn to adapt to work with them or, hey, around them. <laughs> so I don't know if you can say anything more about that. Oh, yeah. Working around them is a very big possibility. And you can do it in many, many ways. So you can, uh, one of my favorites is to wrap them in process, make them so specific to the process they can't, they don't have any choice but to follow the process. And that eliminate, that eliminates, uh, that possibility. And 
The other one is uh, is to try and make sure that you don't take it personally and you reflect and not react so that you can just give them a chance to, to, uh, you know, not, not be a non-collaborator. And in fact, one of the good ways is to make sure the only option they have is to take responsibility. Do you have an example of that? Or do you have anything that springs to mind from a time when you've done that? Well, uh, I think the biggest one I've ever done is is when I had conflict with a leader and a boss. And every time I go in there, it seems like they'd want wander all over the place. And it, I'd take it personally or they'd say something that would get my back up. And so I always remembered uh, just to take a deep breath and say, I'll get back to you on that. Nice. So it was like, yeah, that's a big moment for you to, I kind of imagined a big bubble around me and that it wasn't going to get to me and then, and get in and then I'd go home uh, some off time and I'd reflect on it and say, what's my responsibility in this effort? Is it true what they're saying? And maybe I need to adapt. Right. One of the, one of the fascinating things for me in this class is we do an assessment of, of your non-collaborator, uh, how much of a non-collaborator are they? And we also do an assessment of the, uh, the attendees make an assessment of themselves and they're often surprised to find out that every once in a while, they're a non-collaborator. Right. (laughs) Turn the lens on themselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's for sure. Well, we are so excited to host you. And just so our listeners know, the workshop will be February 27th, 2020 at West End Conference Center in Minneapolis. And we are so excited to host Pollyanna Pixton. Thank you so much for being with thank, us today. Thank you for this opportunity to work with you and offer my class through your organization. Oh, anytime. Very exciting. Anytime. You bet. Thank you.